What's going on, guys? I'm your host, Donovan Jones. Welcome to the Call Tax Podcast. A little bit about the episode today before we jump into it. We're going to be talking about the topic of following your heart. Is this something that we should do? Is it something that we shouldn't do? We're going to look at it from a biblical perspective as we do everything else here, and hopefully we can kind of clear that up a little bit. But before we do, as I talked last week about it, the beginning of the episode, I'm going to read a review from Apple each and every week here on out. Um, until we run out of reviews, I'm going to read one. So if you want your review read on the podcast, it's very simple. If you listen to this on Apple, just scroll all the way down to the bottom past every single episode. And there's a little section where you can rate and review the podcast. And I'm going to read one each and every week. So if that's something that you feel led to do and it helps the podcast, because the more engagement that it gets, the more the algorithm picks it up and pushes it out to more people. And I also want to encourage you, if you're listening to this or watching this rather on YouTube and you're not a subscriber already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, like, comment, all that stuff. Because like Apple, the more engagement that it gets on YouTube, the more it pushes it out to other people and helps in the goal that we are trying to reach, which is just reach as many people as we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So um, the review today, this is from Twani Twan Music. It says, if you're looking for something that will encourage you and challenge you to follow Christ closer, this is the podcast for you. It's refreshing to hear solid truth and get kingdom perspective of things we need to know. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you so very much, 2021 Music. I like that name. Um, thank you so very much for the kind words. I don't take that lightly, especially where he says, he or she says, um, it's refreshing to hear solid truth. I don't take that lightly. Um, because everything that I want to be said on this podcast, I want it from a place of truth. I don't want to lead anybody astray. I don't want to tell somebody something that's not true and they take it as gospel. And so um, I'm very thankful for that review. Thank you so very much for taking the time. And if you want your review read on the podcast, it's very easy. It's free. It's simple. It'll take you 15 seconds to do. Go do that. Help me out. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Let's kick it. Welcome to the Contact Podcast. All right, so I just want to jump right into it today. I'm excited about this episode because I feel like this is definitely something that's spirit-led. I feel like this is something that the Lord has laid on my spirit for me to speak on today, and I'm going to tell you guys why in a minute. If this is the first time that you're listening, thank you for tuning in. This this word might be for you. This might be the reason that you're tuning in today for the first time. Or if you're a returning listener, thank you so very much for taking the time to spend with me a little bit today. Hopefully, you're going to be able to get something out of this. Hopefully I'm able to articulate exactly what the Holy Spirit has put on my my heart and my mind for me to say today. The the this topic is something that the Lord has brought up to me three different times, and I just know that this is for a reason that it's said in this moment. And I'm gonna tell you guys all that why on the other side of what's up, but let's go ahead and get into to what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So for my what's up today, I want to tell you guys a little bit of something that happened to me on the road a couple of weeks ago. As you guys know, if you've been listening to this for a while, I'm a truck driver and I went into work a little bit early. The, the way that my work schedule is um, basically I just have to get my route done. So it doesn't matter what time that I start. doesn't matter, you know, what time that I end. I don't have a set nine to five, you know, it's just come in, get the route knocked out and go to the house. And so 
I went in a little bit earlier, a couple of weeks ago, because my, my two of my kids had doctor's appointments and I didn't want my wife to have to take all four kids with her. So I was like, I'll go in a little bit earlier that day so I can keep the other two. So you could just take the two that had appointments. She's like, okay, so I'm that that's the plan for the day. I go in early. I'm running the route. Good. She wakes up and she calls me and we're talking and all of a sudden just a big doom. And didn't know if I blew a tire, didn't know if I hit something. And my wife was like, what was that? I said, I don't know. I think I might've hit something. And so I put the truck in reverse, tried to back up and the truck wouldn't move. And I was like, oh great, what is going on? So I get out, walk around and I look and literally my, my front passenger tire had just gotten eaten by the ground. The ground literally caved in on me. Something that, you know, I've been driving since I was 21 years old. I'm 29 now. So I've been driving for eight years and I'm like, this is a first. I've never had something like this happen before, but um, it wasn't a too, it wasn't too big a deal once a record came, but it wasn't something that I could just put in reverse and get out of there. So I called my supervisor and I'm like, hey, uh, the ground caved in. He's like, what? I said, hold on. So I took some pictures of it, sent it to him. And I'm like, check this out. He's like, what in the world? I said, yeah. He's like, can you get out? And I'm like, I wouldn't be calling you if I could get out, you know? And so the record came and pulled me out and I was surprised that the wheel didn't blow or anything like that being down in the ground like that, because it was like a, a four foot drop. And that was the thing too. It was like, I feel like the, the sidewalk should be a little bit thicker. It was very thin, you know, and I've been driving over there. Um, on one of these stops on my route, I've been going over there for almost three years. And I've never had any issues. So it was just like, just a matter of time, but you don't expect as you're driving on the road for the ground just to cave in on you. And so that could have been very bad. The Lord was with me in that situation and didn't do any damage to the truck. The, the mechanic came over and checked it out and he's like, you're good to go. And so I uh, went ahead and finished out the day. Didn't make it at home in time because that, you know, anytime you have any kind of issue like that, it can take hours for them to get there with a the wrecker, figure out what to do. And so didn't make it home in time. So my wife still ended up having to take all four kids. But I wanted to share a second story with you guys really quick. Just something that happened at church. Well, before church this past Sunday. And, uh, you know, we, we just recently started going to Sunday school at our church. Um, we've been going to our church now for probably three years going on three years, but we never, we never went to Sunday school. We took the kids to Awana. We took the kids to VBS and stuff like that, but we never went to Sunday school. And honestly, I'm just going to be fully transparent. It's because for me, I get up during the week at 3am, 2:30 sometimes to go to work. And so on Sunday mornings, it's hard to get up at seven o'clock and leave by, you know, get all the kids ready and everything like that and leave and get to church by nine o'clock for Sunday school. It's just, it just is what it is. I'm just being honest with you guys. And so we, we finally said, you know what, we're not going to make any excuses. We're going to get in there to Sunday school. And we've been going for about three weeks now, something like that. And so this past Sunday, um, how it works is we get up. I get up, my wife, she goes ahead and takes her shower, does everything she needs to do. I go ahead and get the kids breakfast and everything like that. So I go into the kitchen and I start getting the kids breakfast and I get a cup down for my son. And I wasn't sure if the cup was plastic or glass. I don't know if you guys have ever had that issue. And so um, I guess my wife said what a normal person would do is just kind of tap on it. But evidently I'm not a normal person. So I just kind of squeeze the cup a little bit because I was like, you know, just the feel of it, I'll be able to tell because if it was glass, I don't want to give my five-year-old a glass cup because he's likely to break it, you know? So I start squeezing a little bit and I guess I squeezed it a little bit so hard and it just shattered in my hands, <laughs> the cup and just glass went everywhere. And so my wife came in there and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, 
the cup was glass, you know, and so found out the hard way. So we spent a good part of the morning trying to get all the glass up off the floor. And so, um, you know, I told her, I'm like, you know, even Superman sometimes tears stuff up because he doesn't know his own strength. And so we're just going to blame it on, I didn't know my own strength, but, um, never had anything happen like that before. And, you know, and, and the ironic part is, is I, I was making sure that it was glass. So my son wouldn't break it. And then I break it just trying to find out if it's plastic or glass, but you know, it is what it is. So, um, that's what's up. Let's go ahead and get into this topic today. Three instances come about over the last couple of weeks, really, um, really not even the last couple of weeks. It was just the last week. Um, because I did a thing on, um, Facebook where I'm, I'm a part of a Christian podcasting group and you can go on there, you can post about your podcast or whatever. A lot of people promote their podcast on there. And so I had the idea of, um, doing a rate and review swap. So basically people would tell me what their podcast was. I would go listen to their podcast and then I would give my honest opinion on it. I would go on Apple and I would rate and review their podcast and then they would do the same for mine. And so I did that and um, I was listening to this one person's podcast and I don't remember the name of it because I listened to a ton of them that week. Um, but whatever it was, the, the something that the, the woman had a guest on uh, said something that really stuck with me. And the woman kept saying it. She kept repeating it over and over again. And the first time that she said it, it kind of hit me wrong. And then as she kept saying, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, you need to speak on this. Because one thing that we, we need to understand is just because you know something, that doesn't mean other people know it. Just because we think that it's something that's common knowledge, just because we think it's something that's elementary, doesn't mean everybody knows it. When I played basketball in high school and even in middle school growing up, and, and maybe this is just something that the area that I grew up in, this was something that was just kind of understood. Whenever I was in elementary, I was always taught that if you're, if you have the basketball and you're dribbling up the court and somebody from the other team comes up behind you to try to steal it while you're not looking, I was always taught to say woof. So then when you look at you, when you, when your teammate has the ball and you see somebody coming up behind them, you say woof. So they know somebody's trying to come up behind them. I was just always taught that. So growing up through high school, anytime I saw somebody trying to run up behind one of my teammates to steal the ball, I would say woof, woof. And they knew what I meant, right? Well, as I went into my junior year, I played for a different team and a different coach. And I remember I had the basketball and as I was dribbling up the court, somebody came up behind me and knocked it out from behind me. And during the timeout, the coach said something to me and I looked at him and I looked at my friend who was the coach's son. And I was like, dude, nobody said woof. And they both looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what? Nobody, nobody warned me that there was somebody coming up behind me. Nobody said woof. And my coach kind of laughed. He's like, what are you talking about woof? And I'm like, have y'all never heard of that? And they're like, no. And so that was something that I thought was elementary that just anybody that was involved with basketball knew. Um, but I've told that story to a couple of other people and they're like, I've never heard that either. So I don't know if it was just maybe the school that I went to or, or just the area that I was in, that was something that people would say, but that was something that I thought was elementary that they had no idea what I was talking about. So just because you know something and you've known it for a long time, doesn't mean that everybody knows it. And so we need to speak these truths over and over and over again. Even if you think it's something cliche, even if you think it's something that people have heard before, we need to speak truth no matter what it is. So as this person was saying this over and over again, it was the phrase, just follow your heart. Just listen to your heart. Whatever your heart is telling you to do, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to follow. Not outside voices, but just follow your heart. I agree that you don't need to listen to outside voices. You don't need to listen to things that the world is saying, things that um, are popular in culture. But follow your heart. I don't, I, don't agree, I don't agree with that from a biblical perspective. 
I've said this before. It doesn't really matter what I say. It just matters what scripture says about the fact. And so we're going to get into scripture and talk about that. But I want to share these other two, two things that the Lord allowed to come into my mind as leading up through that week. And so I'm listening to this song by NF and in the song, it's from his most recent album, Hope. And the song is called Hope. And in the song, he has a line where he says, what's my definition of success? Listening to what your heart says. And so I was already feeling pressed on my spirit listening to that episode that the Lord was telling me, hey, you need to speak on this. But then I'm listening to this song and that word, those very words are repeated in that song. And I want to get back to that song because I believe that there's a redemption quality, a redemptive quality to that song. So I'm not trying to bash the song at all. I love everything about that song other than that one line where he says, what's my definition of success? Listening to what your heart says, because I don't agree with that. But we don't need to just throw the whole thing out. And I think there there are some things that we as Christians, we if we pick out one thing that we don't agree with, we just throw the whole thing out. And I think that's a wrong way to be. Um, but that's a, a conversation for another day. But anyway, the third reason that I feel like the Lord has this for me to say in this moment is because I had somebody that was planned to come on the podcast this week. And when I, I was experiencing all these different things where I felt and was hearing followed your heart. I felt like the Lord was telling me to talk about it, but then I was like, when am I going to do it, Lord? Like I have a guest lined up for this week. I have guests lined up for the rest of August. I have everything planned out for September. When am I going to speak about this? And the guest that I had on for this week messaged me Tuesday and said, Hey, is there any way that we can reschedule? And so in that moment, I was like, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to speak about. Take me through scripture. I got to go through scripture and figure out all these different, different things and pull out what scripture says about what we need to listen to in our life, who we need to follow, because the heart is something that is very, very, and I don't know, because it's, it's really hard to even kind of differentiate because when I say your heart, I'm almost talking about it in like the emotional sense of things. We don't need to just live off of emotion. And that's the th the way that our heart can trick us because something that sounds good in the moment is something that really can hurt you in the long run. Our heart can sway us here or there depending on our mood, right? So I was on um, Instagram the other day and, and I, I don't even remember this dude's name. Um, if he was standing in front of me right now, unless he told me I was the guy that had the conversation with you, I don't remember what he looked like. But I had got home from work and I, this might have actually been the same day that my wife had taken the kids to the doctor's appointment because I was the only one at home. And so I get home from work and I get on Instagram and I see that this dude's live. And so I click on his live and I'm watching him and he's just kind of making music in his room. And as soon as he sees that I'm on there, he goes, yo, yo, in, uh, call to act. I know you. And I'm thinking, OK. And he's like, hey, hop on live. I got to ask you something. And I was like, all right. So I hop on there and he's like, yo, yo, um, you're a Christian, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. He goes, okay, cool, cool. He's like, me too. I love God. You know, I'm trying to uh, live for God. He's like, but let me ask you this. I smoke a lot. I was like, okay. And he goes, um, like a lot. And he's like, I don't think I'm going to stop. He said, it's something that, you know, I love to do. It's something that it kind of calms me down. It gets me um, in a met, in a headspace where I can focus on something. He's like, so am I going to hell? He's like, I love God, but I love smoking too. Am I going to hell because I smoke weed? And I was like, you know, first of all, it really doesn't matter what I say. It just matters what scripture says about it. And I said, and scripture tells me, I believe it's in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that it's by grace that you are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So what that verse tells us, it is grace through faith that gives us that relationship with Jesus Christ. 
It's not of works. So you can't do anything good enough to get yourself into heaven. Because Isaiah 64, 6 says, even our good deeds are as filthy rags. So you can't do anything that's going to earn your way into heaven, but also you can't do anything bad enough that's going to get you sent to hell. But that doesn't mean that we should just do everything. You know, Paul talks about, I believe it's in Romans that um, we we live by grace, but that does that mean that we should just go on living in sin? No, but it's that conviction that's inside of us. That goes back to what I said a second ago about just because you know something that you feel like is elementary doesn't mean that everybody knows it, that it's just common knowledge. So whenever I told him that if, if you're not feeling convicted, um, he was like, well, what, what, what actually, what is conviction? What does conviction mean? And, you know, conviction is when you have that Holy Spirit inside of you, it's essentially that if you've seen the movie Pinocchio, it's, it's essentially your little cricket. I don't remember the cricket's name, but that's essentially what it is. It, the Holy Spirit's inside you leading and guiding you. Um, and you, you just know in your spirit when you shouldn't be doing something. And, and for me, he's like, well, I don't feel convicted in that way. But as we got to talking, I, you know, I just gave him different versions of, of scripture, different texts of scripture. I should, I should say not versions, different texts of scripture, like first Peter chapter five, where Peter tells us be sober minded because the devil is going around seeking who he may devour. So when we are not in our right mind, when we're even if it's just a little bit out of our mind, that's where Satan wants to keep you in that space. Because you can think, oh, I'm not bad. I'm just feeling good. That goes back to that heart. Your heart's telling you that it feels good. The heart's deceitful. The heart's lying to you. And I've heard people say too, like, I feel like I've, I've had visions of different things I'm supposed to be doing while I'm high. I've had different, um, I've, I've had an angel talk to me when I'm high. I've had God talk to me when I'm high. We need to be careful about those things because Satan oftentimes disguise himself as light. Satan was the, the angel of light when he was in heaven. And he can do a good job of deceiving us to make us think that he is God, right? That's why we need to make sure that when we are speaking to the Holy Spirit, we need to make sure that we are letting the true Holy Spirit be our God. That's why it's so essential to be sober-minded, because when you're not in that right state of mind, you're easily deceived. You're easily tricked. And that's when Satan tries to come to you. And he might not even be telling you to do something that's bad, but he's telling you, stay in this state. Because if you're in this state, you can't be used in another way. You're wasting time in your life stuck in that spot, stagnant. And that's where he wants you. He wants you stagnant. He doesn't want you moving. He doesn't want you going any further. He doesn't want you furthering the kingdom. He wants you to stay in that spot. And so I want to jump into a little bit of scripture here to talk about this specific, this, this specific phrase, follow your heart. Um, and the first place that I thought is just a verse that I've heard my whole life. And it's Jeremiah 17, verse nine. And it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So the bottom line is we don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. Oftentimes we think, well, we got it all together. But if you were leaning on your own understanding, like Proverbs three, five, actually, let's turn over there really quick. Um, Proverbs chapter three, verse five, it says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You know, you might be listening to this right now and you're thinking, okay, but if, if we're not supposed to follow our heart, why is it using that word in Proverbs chapter three to trust with the Lord with all your heart? So I talked to my pastor about this because I don't want to contradict myself in anything that I'm saying, because we literally just read the heart is deceitful above all things. And then you flip over to Proverbs three, five, and it's saying to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So the Hebrew word for trust means to lay down. So when we are saying, I trust you, Lord, that means I'm laying down my own desires. I'm laying down 
the things that I think that I need to be doing. And I'm giving everything up to you. I'm not just looking out for the things that my heart is telling me to do. I'm laying down, laying aside the things that I think I need to be doing. And I'm looking to you for guidance. I'm looking to you to tell me where to go, to make my path straight. One of those things that we don't need to just say, I gave God my heart. I, it, we need to say that Hebrew word where I'm laying down, like I'm giving everything to God. I'm giving God my heart, my spirit, my being, my mind, my thoughts, my actions, everything that I'm doing, I'm just giving it unto him. So we need to understand and we need to be in that mindset and we need to have that thought process to say, Lord, I'm trusting you completely because only you can sustain me. My own understanding isn't what is going to support me. It can be, it's, it's only from a place of seeking after you. That is going to be the true source of anything in this life that is positive. What we need to follow is the spirit. I was reading Galatians chapter five the other day, Galatians chapter five, verse 25. It says, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. So the spirit is what needs to be our guide, not our heart that fails us, not our emotions, but our spirit. When you are living that renewed mind, like Paul says in Romans, then that is when you are really centering everything around what God would have for you to do. I'm not looking for my heart to tell me what way to go. I'm looking for the spirit to lead and guide. Satan can play on our emotions so easily and get us to do things that we don't want to do. Even if like we intend to live by the spirit, he can oftentimes trick us to where we're doing things. And like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I think one thing that's encouraging to know, and it's one of my favorite texts in scripture is Romans chapter seven, Romans chapter seven, verse 15. This is Paul. Paul is, he wrote a majority of the new Testament. He pointed so many people to Christ. He literally went from killing Christians to one of the, the probably the most famous missionary of all time. And that's one thing too. I, I had somebody, I was talking to Paul about the other day and they said something, I don't even remember who it was, so I can't even give them credit for, for this conversation. But I just remember we were talking about Paul and they said, I feel like the apostle Paul would be using YouTube and, and TikTok and Instagram and all those things today, if he was here to be pointing people to Christ. And I said, I, you know, I think so. But I also think too, that we are put where we are for a reason. So I don't think if Paul was here right now, he would be able to do the things as effectively as he did in the day and age that he was, he was born and he was alive and he was doing the things that he was doing. Just like, I don't think if I was put in Paul's position, I would be able to have the impact that he had. Or if you're listening to this right now, if you were in my position right now, you wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing as effectively and vice versa. If I was in your spot, I wouldn't be able to do the things as effectively as you were called to do them right now, because that's just how unique and how special, how, um, specific God is and how perfect his plan is that he has everything put in its exact time for a reason. So Paul was put where he was at that specific point in time, the only time that he could have done the things that he was doing in that specific time. I, I do believe that, that God is so unique in that way that he has us where we are, where we can make the most impact, where we can be the most used in the day and age that we were born. Antoine McGee, my man, Antoine sent me a video the other day about um, how scientists used to think that it was the fastest sperm that got to the egg. You know, it was just the fastest one that got there, which was the one that latched onto it. But scientists just recently discovered that the egg chooses the sperm. It sends out a signal 
to that specific egg to get to it quicker than the others. And what it does is when it gets that signal, it starts speeding up and the other eggs start to slow down. So just think about that, that you are chosen in that way that the Lord is literally calling you out among others to be born into this spot that you're at right now to do a work for him. And so when, when you talk about following your emotions and, and following anything other than the spirit, it's just going to lead you to a place where you don't know why you're doing the things that you're doing. Even Paul, like I said, this is Romans chapter seven, verse 15. He says, for I do not understand my own actions for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Go down a little bit to verse 18. He says, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want to do is what I keep doing. But I think that's just part of being led by the spirit. Because we know right from wrong, going back to that conscience, going back to that Holy Spirit inside of us, pricking us and prodding us. That should be something that one encourages us to know that the Holy Spirit is inside us when we do things that we know that we're not supposed to do, but yet we do them anyway. Right. That does not give us a license to sin. I'm not saying that at all, but but it, it should give us that assurance that, OK, yeah, I know that the Holy Spirit is inside of me because I know that I'm not supposed to be doing this. Look in verse number um, 16. Paul even says, like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. So he's like, I know that I can't even claim ignorance from this. He's saying, I know that I'm doing wrong, but I can't seem to break free from this. But that that's just the thing. Like none of us are perfect. We all have things that we struggle with in that conversation with that guy where he asked me about smoking weed. Was that wrong or not? Or was he going to get sent to hell? As we were conversating about it, he, I told him, I said, you know, we all have things that we struggle with in our life. And he's like, well, what about you? What's something that you struggle with? And inside the first thing that I thought was, okay, you know that you shouldn't be doing this or else you wouldn't be looking for essentially validation from me. Because he's saying, I can, this kind of gives me an excuse because I'm struggling with something that I shouldn't be doing. Everybody's struggling with something that they should be doing. They shouldn't be doing, right? So he's saying, you know, if he does something that, that, he, that he knows is wrong, but he continues to do it, then it's okay for me to do it, right? The, the closer that we get to God, the more sensitive we are to these things in our lives that we shouldn't be doing things that are a hindrance to us and not things that build us up, not things that make us stronger, not things that build our faith, not things that push forth the kingdom. I heard a pastor say before, show me a Christian that does not feel pain when they sin. And I'll show you somebody that's not close to God. When we do things that are a mistake, there should be that, that immediate prodding inside of us of the Holy Spirit. That's like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. And if you look in James, that's one thing that I've really been doing a lot recently. Over the last couple of weeks, I've read James probably five or six times. And it's only, I think it's like five or six chapters. So it's not a real long read, but he says in there, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And so the closer that we get to God, that relationship develops, you, you know, from reading the word, because that's how we get closer to God. We read the word, we pray, we seek that time along with him. And the more that you read from scripture, you know, the things that he does not approve of, you know, the things that you should and should not be doing. And in that developing of that relationship, the deepening of the relationship that you have, you will just want to do the things that he approves of. You won't want to do those things. You might slip up and do things that you're not supposed to do, but you're going to be of that mindset of, I'm not following my earthly desires. I'm following the spirit. I'm truly just turning and laying down everything aside from what the spirit would have me to do. Let the spirit be your guide, the Holy Spirit. 
not any other spirit, not, 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 I'm not talking about spirituality. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit be your one and only guide. And so I wanted to talk about something just real quick, just a redemptive quality real quick from that song from NF that as I was listening to, I'm like, okay, so this song isn't all bad. And I don't think the song is bad. I just didn't agree with that one line, but he says something in there at the end of it. And, and I think it goes back to um, me personally as a parent and, and as um a, a parenting moment for me of like, I, I want to make sure that I'm not just parenting based off of emotion. He says a line at the end of it where he says um, something to the effect of like, when I get home every day, I pick up my son and look at him and, and hold him in my arms to let him know that he's loved. And, and thinking back to as a child, looking out the window, wondering if dad's going to ever show up, isn't something that he's going to have to deal with. Cause a little backstory behind NF he had those situations with his mom where he was looking out the, the window wondering, was his mom coming home? And in the song, he says, you know, I'm not throwing shade at my mom or anything like that, but this is just something that my son isn't going to have to deal with. This is something that I'm going to make a priority to do a better job of than I had growing up. And I really related to that because there was several times my parents, I've talked about it on here before. My parents got a divorce when I was in seventh grade. And there were several times that my dad came back and he's like, you know, I feel like we need to get the family back together and this and that. And I remember one time in particular, he came back and he's like, you know, I want the family to get back together. And the next day when he went back to work, he didn't show up the next day. Like he said he was going to. And, and you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to bash my dad or throw him under the bus. That's just what happened. So I can relate in that moment. So I, I, I look at my kids in that way that they are never going to have to look out the window and wonder, is dad coming home? They're never going to have to say, does my dad love me or, or does my dad care for me enough to show back up that next day? They don't even have to worry about it because they have that trust that they know every single day dad's coming home. And Lord willing, that's how it's going to be the rest of their time here in the house until they grow up, until they move on. But I am, I have made it a priority. And me and my wife have talked about this several times that that is that, that divorce is not something that's even an option. That's not even something that we ever talk about. And I want to encourage you out there, parents in that way, like, or if you're a newlywed, completely throw that word out. There's nothing in this life, not, not to say that things aren't going to be hard, that there's going to be moments where you feel like we should just throw this out. But don't, don't do it. There's nothing in this life that can't be overcome. We need to show grace to others as Christ show grace to us. That doesn't mean be stupid. If you have somebody that's being abusive to you or continually uh, cheating on you or whatever like that, I'm not speaking about things like that, but if there's anything that you could possibly do to work the thing out, whatever it is, make sure that you do that because of the impact that it has on not just you and your spouse, but the kids growing up as well. But um, so anyway, I, I, I look at that and I look at my kids and I, I, I want to want them to know that I love them. I want them to know that I care for them, that I would do anything for them. But at the same time, I don't need to let my emotions take over that fact. And I just say, OK, I'm not going to parent them in a way that is just emotion based. I don't need to just parent them in a way that they want candy for breakfast. I'm just going to give it to them because I love them. Right. Just because we love our kids doesn't mean that we need to parent them off of emotions. And yes, yeah, sometimes they might cry or whine for something, but we don't just give it to them. You know, we don't just allow them to have anything that they want because that would be abuse on our part because we're giving them something that is not good for them. So, I, I just kind of wanted to end it on that way because I didn't feel like that song. I just wanted to beat up on that song because he said one line, because I thought there was a redemptive quality to that verse as well. Like 
Yes, as parents, we need to love our kids. Yes, we need to do everything that we can for them, care for them, give them the things that they need, give them the things that they want, but don't just give them, spoil them to the fact that they're giving, you're giving them every single thing because um, too much of a good thing is, is, you know, it's really a curse. You know, we don't, we don't need to, to be spoiled in that way. So um, that's all I got for you guys today. I think I kept it around once I get it edited and everything. I think I kept it around 30 minutes. So hopefully um, something that was said in this episode today is a blessing and an encouragement to you. Um, Lord willing, same time next week. I'm very excited about the month of September. I feel like this could be a very powerful month um, because I want to touch on the topics of Jesus. Um, I talked about it several times um, over the past couple months, but I feel like, um, and I'll, I'll talk about it more in those episodes, but I feel like um, I'm going to be trying to do the best that I can to relay who the person of Jesus was, his time on earth. Um, and, and I'll just get into all that when I talk, when I get into those episodes, but thank you guys so very much for tuning in. Lord willing, same time next week. Have a great week. God bless. Thank <laughs> you.